Hello, this is Audrey Mack. The Word of God says in 3 John 2, I wish above all things that you may prosper, be in good health, just as your soul prospers. So I pray that this message be a blessing to you. Go deep into your heart to work divine transformation, both in you and through you. So get ready, open your heart, and be blessed. Yes, it is always the will of God for us to be healed. Yes, even better yet, it is the will of God for us to walk in perfect health. The Word of God says in 3 John verse 2, I wish above all things, my beloved, that you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. Amen. Psalm 103 verse 2, King David declares, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of His benefits. What are God's benefits? Who forgives all our iniquities and heal all of our diseases. Amen. That's the reason why Jesus, when He went around, doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. This is Acts 10.38. Hallelujah. So we see that, yes, it is the will of God for us to be healed and even walk in perfect health. But as I travel around, I discover so many people that are so frustrated because, the, yes, they believe that it is the will of God to be healed, but they have not been able to walk in that reality. They have not been able to walk in the blessing of healing. And so in this session today, I would like to talk about how to be able to walk in healing, how to be able to enjoy perfect health and divine healing. Amen. And Jesus will teach us in his word how to do so. In Mark chapter 11, verse 24, as he was teaching the disciple about faith, how to exercise authority, how to receive the promises of God, he told them something very important. In Mark 11, 24, he says, whatever things you ask when you pray, you must, you notice he says, you must, not you might if you feel like it or if you want to no no if you whenever you pray whatever things you ask when you pray you must believe what that you receive and you shall have it you must believe that you receive what whatever things you ask when you pray and you shall have it jesus here shows us that in order to have it and in this case, healing. In order to have healing, we must believe that we receive it. You might ask and wonder, how can I be so sure when I ask that God is going to give me that healing? How can I be so sure that God is going to grant me that healing so I can receive it? Well, the Word of God will answer that question. You see, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, the Apostle Paul reveals to us that God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Did you notice that Paul says that God has already, past tense, God has already blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. We see that it's something that God has already blessed us. It's already done. He has done it. Amen. But there are always those that will challenge the word and say, Oh, Audrey, wait a minute. He's talking about spiritual blessings. He's talking, you know, about salvation. The Holy Spirit may be wisdom and peace and joy. 
Well, then how, what will you say when I, I, I quote the verse in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, that says that as His divine power has given to us, past tense, has given to us all things. Here again, it's all inclusive. All things that pertains to this life and godliness. You see, God has already given to us every single thing that you will need in this life. You see, if you're sick in your body and if you don't feel good and you cannot go to work, then what will pertain to this life? Healing will, will in it? Hallelujah. We see right here that God has already given to us all things that pertains to life and godliness. I even, uh, to settle the issue, here is one more verse, amen. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, in verse 12, the, the Apostle Paul uh, uh, tells us also that we have not received the spirit of the world, but we have received the spirit which is of God, that we may know the things which have been freely given to us by God. Do you notice here, past tense again, that it's God has freely, I like that word, we all like that word freely, that means that it is by the grace of God, it is a gift, healing is a gift, hallelujah, those things would have been freely given to us by God, hallelujah, yes, healing is part of those blessings that have been given to us by God freely, the grace of God, what is the grace of God, is everything that God is giving to us by His love, by His mercy, and we don't deserve it, we don't have to earn it, we don't have to merit those blessings, they are given to us by His grace, unmerited favor, undeserved love, and blessings of God. Hallelujah. That is the good news, the too good to be true good news of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So you notice here that God has already given to us that healing. Hallelujah. You might wonder, well, Audrey, when did God give me that healing? Because I surely don't feel it. I surely can't see it. When did God give me that healing? Well, the truth is, in Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, it is revealed to us that after Jesus was crucified on the cross and he died, he went down to hell for three days. And while he went down to hell, what did he do? The Bible says in Colossians 2.15 that he disarmed all principalities and powers and he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them and it. What does it mean that all that, that the, the devil, all his demons, the spirit of sickness, the, the cancer, the death, the sin, hell, all that, all the works of darkness and the, 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 the works of the devil, Jesus triumphed over him and over that. Hallelujah. And then he rose from the dead in victory, with victory in his hand. That's why 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, 
Thanks be to God who always gives us the victory in Jesus Christ. It is that victory that Jesus gave us. Victory over uh, a Satan, sin, death, hell, sickness. Hallelujah. And what did he do with that victory? He blessed us with. He blessed us with all those spiritual blessings. Everything that we'll ever need to live this life in victory and in godliness. You see, in Luke chapter 24, in Luke chapter 24, uh, Jesus, after he rose from the dead, visited the disciples quite a few times. But right before he was taken away to go back to the Father, to go back to sit at the right hand of God, he visited the disciple one more time. In Luke 24, verse 50 and 51, it said that Jesus led the disciple out as far as Bethany and he lifted up his hands and blessed them, blessed the disciples. Now it came to pass that while he blessed them, that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. You see, what did Jesus bless them, bless us with? He blessed them with the blessing of Abraham. He blessed them with all spiritual blessings. He blessed them with everything that they will ever need for to live this life in a victory and in godliness. Hallelujah. So you see now, it has already been given. So that's the reason why when Jesus in Mark eleven twenty four tells us, what, whatever things you ask when you pray, you must believe that you receive it. Why? Because it has already been given. As far as God is concerned, He has already given healing. He has already granted you that healing in Jesus Christ. That is the reason why if you look in 1 Peter 2.24, Peter who looked back at the cross, he said, uh, who himself bore our sin on the cross? By whose stripes we were healed. Did you notice Peter didn't say by whose stripes we, we will be or we are healed. No, no, no. He said by whose stripes you were healed. In God's kingdom, in the mind of God, that healing is already paid for. It is accomplished. The invoice says paid for. And in God's mind, it has already been given to us. That's the reason why now it is not a matter of whether or not God is going to give it to us when we ask. It is not a matter of whether or not God is going to decide to heal us or not. No, 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 no. God has already given healing. In the mind of God, He has already granted healing for our body. Hallelujah. That's the reason in Luke 11, Jesus said, when you ask, you receive. If you knock, it is open. If you seek, you will find. Because in, in, in God, you see, it is done. It is accomplished. That's what Jesus says. It is finished. Hallelujah. So really what our faith is, it is not trying to move the hand of God to try to persuade him, convince him, uh, 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 even better yet, 
try to manipulate him and turn his the back, you know, he, uh, behind his back, uh, uh, trying his, turning his hand behind his back. It is not, faith is not moving God or trying to move the hand of God. No, no, faith is simply a positive response to the grace of God, to what God has already done. By His grace, He has already given us all things. He has given us everything we need to live this life in victory and in godliness. And our faith is simply a positive response. It our, our response to the grace. You see, grace gave, our faith must receive. Oh, let me say it again. God's grace gave us all things. Our faith is simply our response, our receiving what God has already given. Hallelujah. But now you see, when I pray for people, that is the key right here. This is the pivotal point. This is the major key that quite a few people have missed. You see, when I pray for people and after I lay my hands on them, one thing that I will try to look for and observe and see in somebody is whether they have received. Because Jesus says you will have it if you have believed you have received. So if people don't have it, it's because they don't truly believe they have received it. They might believe in their head that it is the will of God for them to, to, to get healed, but they have not believed they have received it at that very moment when they pray and when they ask. That is the key. And how can I know if somebody has truly received? You know, one of the best expression of somebody who truly has received is they enter into the rest. Hebrew chapter 4, verse 3. The writer of the book of Hebrew says right here in verse uh, 3, he says that he, we who have believed, do enter that rest. Hallelujah. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. He says here that if we truly believe, we enter into the rest. So if you truly believe that you have received, you will enter into the rest. In Hebrew chapter 4 verse 9 through 11, it says, There remain therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also seized from his own works as God did from his. Let us therefore be diligent and labor to enter that rest. Hallelujah. You notice here that the, the author of Hebrews said that when we enter into the rest, we cease from our own works because God has already done it. Hallelujah. It means when you enter the rest, you stop trying to figure out how am I going to get it. You stop trying to obtain something because you, you understand I already have it. I've received it. It's mine. I've got it. I'm, I don't have to try to get it. I don't have to try to, 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 to do anything to obtain it. I already have it. Amen. You see, the best way I can illustrate this, because people often ask, Audrey, what do I do to rest? What does rest look like or feel like? Well, let's pretend. I'm going to give you a little 
parable. That will be my parable. Parable according to Audrey. You know, Jesus used a lot of parable, didn't he? Um, let's pretend that you are major in debt. Let's pretend that you are $300,000 in debt up to your neck. And the creditors are calling day and night, calling all the time, asking you, when are you going to pay? When are you going to pay? The phone rings off the hook. You go to bed. You can't even go to sleep. You are so much anxious in turmoil. There is such a pressure over you. Uh, you, you, you lose your appetite all through the day. You cannot even enjoy, do anything. You constantly think, what am I going to do? And, uh, and, and you know the reality, I'm going to lose my house. They're going to repossess my car, you know, and there is so much fear and anxiety, so much pressure. You, you are on the edge, you know, nervously, you're on the edge. You know what I'm talking about. And, and, and so you, you, you think, okay, I'm going to take another job, two, three jobs to try to, to try to make it happen because you try to find ways, you can con continually try to think, what do I need to do to get out of this mess? And then let's pretend that one day you get a phone call from an uncle, a distant uncle that lives, a very rich uncle. You hadn't talked to him for years and he lives in Switzerland, let's pretend. And he calls you and he said, you know what, I was praying this morning and God just put it on my heart that I needed to call you, that I needed to help you with something and, and maybe give you some money. Money. What's going on? What's going on? And you said, oh, I am in a mess. I put myself in a hole. I owe so much money. I owe $300,000. And at that moment, $300,000 is like change for your uncle, right? He's a billionaire. Let's pretend. And so he says, whoa, okay, um, not a, don't worry, not a problem. How about I send you $350,000? At that very moment, at that very moment, how are you going to feel? What will go through your head and through your heart? At that moment, this is what will happen. Listen to me. You all of a sudden you're going to feel like you can breathe again. You're going to feel like your whole body is going to relax, let down. All of a sudden, you're, there is a peace. There is a rest coming into your heart. At that very moment, you know, thank God it is done. At that moment, you stop trying to figure out what are you going to have to do to get out of the mess. You know it is done. Thank you, Lord. Amen. At that moment, there is you relax. You enter into the rest. All your body <sighs> releases itself and re re relaxes. Do you know what I mean? Do you, do you understand that what I'm trying to, to show you? You enter into the rest at that moment because you know it is done. It is over. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Amen. And you know what you're going to do, really. Uh, not only are you going to enter into the rest, but you're going to start getting excited, right? It's like... It's like, let's, let's pretend that you're like a little boy. Have you, do you, have you ever seen a little child? That's what Jesus said. If you have faith like a little child, 
children have a very simple faith. You tell them they believe. Amen. And, and, and what if a little child goes to his daddy? His name, let's say, is little Johnny. He goes to daddy. He said, daddy, daddy. Oh, daddy, I would love a bicycle. Can I please have a bicycle? And daddy says, oh, little Johnny, I love you so much. Oh, I love you. Daddy, yes, I'm going to get you a bicycle. I promise you. But dad, when daddy gets paid next week, you'll have the bicycle. Okay? Daddy promises you. At that moment, little Johnny, here is daddy. Promise him you'll have a bicycle. At that moment, little Johnny, what he does, he believes his daddy, right? Just a promise, a simple promise. He believes him, and at that moment, little Johnny believed he received a bicycle. And what does he do? He go all around the neighborhood. He goes to his little friend. Guess what? Guess what? I have a bicycle. I have a bicycle. He goes to, to, to uh, his school. He tells all of his classmates, oh, guess what? Guess what? I have a bicycle. I have a bicycle. Oh, he gets so excited. And then he goes to daddy. Daddy, thank you. Thank you for my bicycle. Daddy, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I have a bicycle. Thank you, daddy. I love you. You're the best daddy in the whole world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, daddy. You see little Johnny? He doesn't have the bicycle in his hand. His friend, little friend might say, you don't have a bicycle. Show us your bicycle. Where is your bicycle? I guarantee you, little Johnny will say, well, I don't have the bicycle right here, but I, I tell you what, you wait and see. I'm going to show you. I have a bicycle. I'm getting a bike. I have a bicycle. As far as little Johnny is concerned, you cannot convince him that he does not have a bicycle. He has received his bicycle. Oh, and he goes to bed at night thinking, dreaming about his bicycle. He sees himself riding in the street, waving his hands at his little friend. And then he goes, he sees himself riding. Oh, glory to God. And then he wakes up in the morning. He goes to his mama and says, Mama, Mama, you see right here in the garage, I'm going to clean it up right here because that's where I'm going to put my bicycle. You see, little Johnny doesn't have the bicycle in his hand. He's not riding it yet. But as far as he's concerned, he has received his bicycle. He's got it. You cannot convince him that he doesn't have it. Yes, he has a bicycle. Amen. That is how we've got to act. This is how the, the, we, we've got to be like that little Johnny. We've got to be like that little Johnny that when daddy says, by the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. I have given you all things. I have blessed you with all spiritual blessing and yet even healing. And, and we, we need to believe our, 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 our heavenly father and says, God, father, I ask you healing now. I believe I received it. And you know what will happen? Our faith will express itself. If I believe I have received one of the first expression of my faith, it's not only will I enter the rest, but there will be thanksgiving. Oh, I will be so thankful. I will say, God, thank you. At that moment, when I make that faith connection, you know what I mean? When that faith, what I call faith connection, it is at that moment when I know God has given healing and at that moment i come and i receive it i know it's mine i i get it it's mine i know i have it at that moment that faith connection if i truly believe i have received it i will say thank you father do you remember in luke chapter 17 there were 10 lepers 
They all had leprosy. And when they approached Jesus and asked them for healing, he simply told them, turn around, go back to Jerusalem, show yourself to the priest. You are healed. You see, they didn't have any physical evidence, only the promise of Jesus. So they turned around, went on their way to show themselves to the priest. And halfway, they realized that the, pre the leprosy had stopped spreading in their body. And one out of the ten lepers returned on his way to go to Jesus to say thank you. You know what Jesus said? Your faith has made you whole. Hallelujah. Because thanksgiving is an expression of faith. If you have faith, if you believe what Jesus has given you healing, there will be that, that your faith will express itself with thanksgiving amen and you will start rejoicing there will be joy in your heart because you understand at that moment that you don't have to to go through that sickness go to the doctor stay in bed being tormented with where well, all that sickness will do to you amen joy is an expression of faith hallelujah i like in psalm chapter 2 verse 4 he says that god who sits in the heaven laughs you know why? Because God is a God of faith. And no matter what he sees happening on the earth, he laughs. Amen. And that means that for us, when we ask God to give us healing and we believe it's already been given and granted and we make that faith connection and we receive, we should be able to rejoice with God. Even if we don't see or feel anything yet. We know it's just a matter of time, like little Johnny. It's just a matter of time until we see the bicycle. It's just a matter of time until we see the manifestation of our healing. You know, I remember uh, 12 years ago, I was diagnosed with bone cancer. And this is the word that the Holy Spirit gave me. When I knew he said, there is cancer in your body, but he said, but I like you know, when God says, but it's always good news. He says, but the joy of the Lord is your strength. I had the word of God right here that I needed to allow my faith to express itself with joy. You know why? Because I knew that joy is in my spirit. Amen. If you are filled with the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the spirit is joy, love, peace. Hallelujah, goodness, kindness, gentleness, so on and so forth. So I knew I had joy, but you know, this is like I compare it. You know, if you have, you put milk, you, you put chocolate in a glass of milk, the chocolate will go to the bottom. And if you want to enjoy that chocolate milk, you've got to stir it up. You know, we've got joy on the inside of our spirit. And sometimes in order to uh, uh, express our faith, we need to stir that joy up. We need to stir it up. So you know what I did all alone in my living room at three in the morning, I stirred it up. First uh, Timothy 6, Paul said, uh, 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 stir up the gift that you have received by the laying on of my hands. For God is not giving you a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. So we need to sometimes stir it up. That's what I did. And how did I stir up the joy of God? I just started, he, 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 ho, 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 hu, hu, hu. You know what I mean? I just started making myself laugh, ha, 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 ho, ho, ho. And then I got that song that came to my mind, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I started to sing and I started to go, ho, 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 ha, 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 he, 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 he. 
And you know, after 20 minutes of laughing like that, and yes, I felt very ridiculous. I felt so self-conscious, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter. God spoke to that word to me that the joy of God was the expression of, of my faith. Amen. That I needed to stir up the joy to get a hold and to receive. Hallelujah. And so after 20 minutes, something happened. I started to laugh and laugh and laugh uncontrollably. Now, it was a, what I call a Holy Ghost laughter that came right from my belly. And at that moment, I just knew that I knew that I knew that I was healed, that I had received my healing, that it was mine, and that the devil couldn't steal it away from me. Hallelujah. Amen. And so sometimes we just have to stir it up. Stir up the joy that is in you because joy is an expression of our faith. When we truly know that God has given us healing, we need to come to that place where we can receive and believe that we receive it. Hallelujah. And if we truly believe that we receive it, then we start entering into the rest. We start uh, thanking God for it and we start rejoicing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you know something else I found out? When you truly know that you have received your healing, you're going to start acting like you've got it. You know what? Because you know, I've got it. I'm not trying to get it. I've got it. And if I've got it, if I've received my healing, then that means that I am healed. And if I am healed, that means that I'm not sick anymore. And if I'm not sick anymore, that means that I can do now what I couldn't do before. I can do now what the devil said I couldn't do. Hallelujah. You know, I remember um, quite a few years ago, 13 years ago, my husband and I were planning to go to the jungle of Guatemala. And we were going to lead a team of about 15 to 20 people. We had worked hard, prepared for quite a few months to take that team of people with us. But you know, a few days before the D-Day, I started to develop very alarming symptoms. My right side started to be very painful. I started to have to feel like I wanted to vomit. And oh, I started to have high fever that went up to 104, 103 degrees. Amen. And so I was in a lot of pain. And so that day, what did I do? I called a friend of mine who is a nurse. And I said, this is what's going on. And she said, Audrey, I'm not a medical doctor, but you know, According to what you are describing, it sounds like you having your appendicitis has exploded inside of you. So she said, if I were you, it is serious, Audrey. Do you hear me? It's serious. If I were you, I'd go to the hospital and probably going to have to have surgery. Well, you know, uh, I hung up the phone and I prayed. And I said, God, something in me just didn't feel right. I said, God, we've worked so hard. There are lots of people depending on us. People that are in the jungle that are waiting for us. There are people uh, eh, eh, that have, are depending on us and that just doesn't seem right. And I prayed and, and I just heard the Holy Spirit tell me to believe God and just not to go to the hospital, but to stay home and believe that I received my healing. Now, hear me clearly. I had the peace of God and I had direction from the Holy Spirit. That is why it is so important 
to learn to be led by the Holy Spirit. If you do not know how to hear from the Holy Spirit and how to be led by the peace of God and by the Holy Spirit, then I want to encourage you. I have a CD that is titled uh, The Spirit-Led Life. You can go on my website or you can order the CD. I want to encourage you. It is so important to learn to listen to the Holy Spirit because He's the one that will lead us into the victory. He's the one that will lead us from point A to point Z. Amen. Glory to God. And so I had the peace of God. I had direction from the Holy Spirit not to go to the hospital, but to stay home and to pray. And so I opened my Bible and I prayed according to Mark 11, 23 and 24. Uh, Mark 11, 23 tells us to speak to the mountain, or you could say to speak to the sickness and to the pain and command it to go. So I did that. I spoke to the pain. I spoke to the fever. I spoke to my body and commanded it to, to be healed, commanded the fever to go down, the pain to go. And then according to Mark 11, 24, I had to make that faith connection where I must, I knew I had to know that I know that healing had already been given and granted to me in Jesus Christ. And I had to do that faith connection where I must believe that I receive it at that moment, that it is mine, that I had it, I got it at that moment. And so I believed I did that. I knew in my heart, I believe I received my healing. It is done. And I, and I entered into the rest. But you know, all night long, it was a fight. And that's why Paul, uh, the, in Hebrew, it says, labor, labor to enter into the rest and to say, stay in the rest. You know, sometimes it's a fight to continually remind yourself, I don't have to do anything. I've got it. I received my healing. It's mine. I don't have to try to obtain it. I've already got it. Hallelujah. Sometimes it's a fight. And all night long, I had to labor to stay into the rest. And all, all night long, I, I, my body was going under shock. I was shaking. I was sweating. Uh, I, the fever was going even higher. The pain was stronger. It, it, it was not an easy thing. And the next morning, I hadn't slept all night. The next morning was Sunday morning. And my husband looks at me, wakes up, looks at me and says, Honey, you don't look too good. He said, why don't you just stay in bed and try to catch a little rest? And I'll go to church and I'll talk to the pastor and he will understand. And you know, everything in me wanted to stay in bed to try to catch a little bit of sleep. Everything in me wanted to rest. But all of a sudden I heard the still small voice, not an audible voice, but the voice of the spirit that says, Audrey, do you believe you have received your healing. Do you believe that you, you got it, that you are healed? And I knew, I said, yes, Lord, I know. I know that I know that I've received it. It's mine. He said, then what would you do on Sunday morning if you were not sick? Oh, I knew exactly what he meant. Sunday morning, what would you do? Well, I knew then that I had to go to church. So I got up, took a shower, headed out to church with my husband. I arrived in the church, sit in the pew. And really, I am so much in pain. I'm sitting there here, just enduring and waiting for the service to be over. It is the worship time. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting there, you know, and I hear the Holy Spirit again says, Audrey, what would you do on Sunday morning in church during worship 
if you were not sick. Eh? Here again, I knew what the Holy Spirit was telling me because, you know, usually in church during worship time, I'm really expressive. I'm the type of person that will, you know, raise my hand. I will dance. I might jump. I get excited. I try to worship God with all of my might. Amen. You know what I'm talking about, but I was sitting there like a log, like really like a mushroom on a log. I don't know if you say that, but anyway, I, I, I was just there trying to endure until the service was over, over. So I knew the Holy Spirit was telling me, if you truly believe that you have received your healing, get up and start worshiping God. And so that's what I did. And I started to raise my hand, to, to jump, to just worship God with all of my might. Amen. Then the service is over. I am still in pain. I am still, the fever is still there. Amen. The sweat's dripping down my, uh, you know, my, my back. But my, my husband and I get in the car and he says, honey, what do you want to do? Do you want to go back home or do you want to stop and get a bite to eat? And you know, let me tell you the truth. The last thing I wanted to do was to eat. But I heard again the Holy Spirit say, Audrey, what would you do on Sunday morning after church if you were not sick? And well, like you do, we, we like to eat too, you know. And so every Sunday after church, we usually get stopped somewhere to get a bite to eat. So I knew the Holy Ghost was telling me to go to a restaurant and eat. And so here I am sitting in a restaurant and I'm having a conversation with the Holy Ghost. And I said, Lord, is it not enough for me to be in a restaurant? Do I have to eat? I'm smelling the food and it's making me sick. I am just here sweating and in pain. And I hear the Holy Spirit said, you can guess it by now, right? What would you do? after church in a restaurant if you were not sick and of course we know that I would be eating so that's what I did one bite at a time oh and it was so hard my stomach was like in my throat you know what I'm talking about and so every bite was so hard I was chewing it trying to swallow it it tried to come back up but I did it and I ate the whole meal and at the end of the meal I'm still in pain Still the fever, the, uh, and I walked towards the car. And as I put my hand, I can still remember the time, the place. I put my hand on the handle, and all of a sudden I realized all the symptoms were totally gone. And you know the rest of the story? We ended up going to the jungle of Guatemala, and lots of people got blessed and touched by the power of God. Amen? Hallelujah. What am I saying here? That if we truly believe that we received that healing, then we, our faith is going to express, express itself, you know. And there, there seems to be some kind of a contradiction where we say, well, Audrey, I thought you said that we needed to enter the rest. Now you're telling us that we need to act and, and start and doing, you know, because James 2.20 says faith without works or without the corresponding action is dead or ineffective, useless with that power. And there seems to be a contradiction. Do you tell me to work? You know, faith with that work and corresponding action? Are you telling me to get out of bed and do something? Or are you telling me to rest? But here is the key. And I'd like to define it because there is such a fine line. Please listen to me because this is where most of the people will miss it. 
You see, there is a fine line. On one side, it is grace. And grace says, I have already given you healing. And you believe that you receive it. And because you believe that you receive it, then you said, thank you, Jesus. You start thanking God, rejoicing. You stop trying to figure out how you're going to get healed. How, what you're going to do. Uh, what you're going to, you know, you just, uh, there is joy. There is peace. There is rest. And there is, and then you start acting like you've got it because you understand that you already have it. You see, by the grace of God, you were given healing. Your faith receives it. And because you know you've got it, your faith expresses itself with hallelujah, with thanksgiving and joy and praise. And you just want to get out of bed and do what you couldn't do before. But on the other side of the line, there are those that will say, oh, if I rejoice, if I praise God, if I say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. If I stop my medicine, if I do this, if I do that, then God is going to heal me. Well, you see, that's the difference. On one side, one will maybe rejoice, stop his medicine, get out of bed, give thanks to God because they understand that they already have got it. But on the other side, there will those that will try to rejoice, try to get out of bed, try to stop their medicine, try to do so that they God might go, is going to heal them. Do you see the difference? One knows, already got it. The other one is trying to get it. That is not faith. That's hope. That's wishing. That's when you hear people say, God is going to do it. God is going to heal me. God is going to. That is not faith. That's hope. That's wish. Faith says God has already given it to me. I have received it. And because I have received it, then I thank you, God, because I got it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You rejoice. You enter the rest, trying to stop, trying to, you know, to make it happen. And you get out of bed because you know you've already got it. You know, that reminds me a young man that I had met when I was in Africa. He had not been able to eat solid food for quite a few months. And he was so thin and so sick. And the doctors didn't know, I couldn't help him. And so he came to me and I generally shared a mini sermon in 10 minute time. And I shared with him that it was the will of God and he needed to, to, to receive what God had already done. And then if he had received, then, you know, what would he do if he was not sick? And so that guy listened and I could tell, you know, like Paul could see that he had faith to be healed. I could tell that guy was getting it. I could tell that he, 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 he understood and that after the prayer, I could tell he received it. And I told him, I said, well, do you believe do you believe you healed? Do you believe that God has given you healing? Do you believe, have you received it? And he said, yes, I know I've, I'm healed. And I said, then what would you do if you were, you know, if you were not sick anymore, what would you do? And he said, well, I surely would like to eat. And I said, then what do you think you need to do? He said, I need to go and eat, don't I? And I said, if you know you healed, then that's the logical thing is do what you couldn't do when you were sick. And so he went back home and he fixed himself a huge plate of, you know, injara, which is very spicy food. And the next day, 
We talked to him on the phone saying, how do you feel? He said, man, I'm feeling good. I'm going to eat myself another big plate. And you know, I saw that young man one year later. He was still strong. He was still healed. He had put some weight on and he declared with, you know, he said, Audrey, I'm getting ready. I, I, I'm going to go to Bible school and I'm going to enter into the ministry. Isn't that good news? Hallelujah. Glory to God. What am I saying here? I'm saying that when you truly believed that God has already given you that healing, that by the stripes of Jesus, you were healed and you know you've got it's yours. It belongs to you. It's been given to you. And when you do that faith connection, when you receive it, you get a hold of it, you appropriate it, you receive it at that moment, your faith expresses itself with thanksgiving, with joy. And the natural thing is, well, before I was sick, I couldn't eat. I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't bend over. I couldn't run. Well, but now I received my healing. Now I am healed. So guess what? I can eat. I can run. I can bend over. I can get out of bed. And as you do that, that's what James says, that, that by your works or corresponding actions, then your faith will be made perfect. It means that your faith will come to the end and will be fulfilled and will produce the result. Hallelujah. But you know, I remember one time, uh, 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 my husband has a building construction company uh, um, and he had an employee that called him that morning, calling sick, saying, I can't go to work, I'm sick. And so what did Fred do? He, gave, he handed me the phone. And so I, I started to talk to his employee and I said, you know, John, um, this is what the Word of God says. And he's a Christian. He was a Christian and understood healing and, uh, and, the, and the Word. And so I shared the Word with him a little bit. And I said, well, can I pray for you? I prayed for him. I said, now, John, what would you do if, you know, if you received your healing and you know that you healed, what would you do? You know, if you know that you were sick, but now you received healing. And he said, well, I guess I would get out of bed. I guess I'd go to work. And I said, so, John, what you going to do? Well, silence on the other side of the line. And he said, well, I better be careful. I better stay in bed. I don't feel really good. Well, you know what he was telling me? You know what he was really admitting to? That he didn't truly believe he had received his healing. He, yes, he believed that it was the will of God to be healed. He believed that God wants to heal and by the stripes of Jesus, he gave us healing. But he had not believed that he had received. He had not made, made that faith connection. You see how important it is. And he was admitting that he did not believe he received. And so I hope you can see that. And I hope you can understand that there is a fine line. Because there are those that will say and hear a testimony and say, Oh, I heard so and so. They had diabetes. And, and, and you know, they, they prayed. They believed that they were healed. And they stopped their medicine. And then they, you know, they, they were totally healed. Then, you know what they tell themselves? Oh, ah. If I stop my medicine, then God is going to heal me. You know what's wrong with that? Is their faith is not 
in what Jesus did for them. Their faith is in their works. That's what Hebrew says, that that's our own works. By our works, we think, if I stop my medicine, God is going to heal me. No, 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 no. That's not faith. That's uh, a works, our own works, trying to obtain the healing that is the grace of God by our own means, by our own effort, by our own works. And it will never work. It because the Bible says that grace, and if, if it is by our own works, it's no longer grace. It is impossible to receive the blessings of God and the grace of God by our own effort and by our own works. Amen. It has to be by faith in what Jesus has already done. I hope this is clear to you. I hope you see the picture. I hope I can, uh, you can understand that what we do, you see, I've talked about, you know, getting out of bed and worshiping God and praising and thanking and rejoicing. But these things we do as an expression of our faith, because we know that God has already given us healing and we understand and we have believed that we received it. And when we believe we have received it, our faith expresses itself. It has to express itself. Hallelujah. We're not trying to obtain something. We believe we already have obtained it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And you see what we say, it's also very important. You see, when we truly believe we have received our healing, uh, 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 our heart is going to express itself. Our faith will express itself. That's what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4.13. It says, I have believed, therefore I speak. You see, when you truly believe you have received healing, what is the uh, normal expression out of the abundance of the heart? The mouth speak. Just like little Johnny, when he believed he had received his bicycle, you couldn't stop him from speaking. He had to go everywhere saying, I have a bicycle. I have a bicycle. Hallelujah. That's what the word tells us. You see? In Joel chapter 3 verse 10, it says, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say, I am strong. Or you could say, let the sick say, I am healed. You see, hallelujah, that's what the faith will do. When you know that you are have received healing, your heart will say, I am healed. I don't feel, I don't see anything, I don't have any physical evidence, but I know that I know that I have received my healing, and so therefore I am healed. I'm not trying to get healed, I am healed. Let the weak say I am strong. Let the sick say I am healed. You know, Romans 4.17 says that God, who is a God of faith, calls things that are not as if they are. You know what that means? Things that are not, or you could say things that are not visible. Because all things that God has already given to us, those spiritual blessings are what we could say invisible blessing because they are in the spirit world. You see, God is a spirit. And yes, we know that God is real. We talk to him every day. We know that God is real, but God is invisible. And yet 
we believe he's real and we talk to him. In the same way, those spiritual blessing, that healing is real. It's been given to you, but yet it's spiritual. It means that it is yet invisible. And so Romans 4.17 says that God called things that are not or that are not visible as if they are they were or they were visible what does it mean let the weak say i am strong the fact is you are weak but the truth the spiritual truth the invisible spiritual truth says i am strong you see uh, uh, the the fact might be you have symptoms in your body you have pain in your body you might have cancer in your body but the spiritual truth, the spiritual invisible truth says, I am healed. I was given healing. And so what are you going to say? Are you going to say what you see, what you feel? Or are you going to say uh, uh, what is the truth, what the word of God says? Let the sick say, I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. No, you're not denying the fact. The fact that you're sick, yes, but you declare the truth. You don't speak the fact. You don't speak the, the what you feel or what you see. No, 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 no. Rather, you speak the truth. You you speak what God says because God, God calls things that do not appear, that are not visible as if they are. You see, I remember I had a little dog. Her name was Coco. And Coco, uh, we live in a house that is behind uh, the woods. And every time Coco would see a squirrel or a fox or something just, you know, uh, shake there in the, in, the, in the brush, she would just want to run and she would jump, uh, you know, go at the door and go and run in the wood. And all of a sudden, Coco was invisible. I couldn't see her. So what did I do? I would call her. I would say, Coco, come here. Coco, Coco, Coco. And all of a sudden, what happened? Coco would just come wagging her tail, would come back. And here she was visible again. You know, it's a simple little illustration, but to, to bring, to drive a point across, you know, when you, you prayed and you asked for your healing, you believe that healing has been given to you, but that healing is a spiritual blessing that is still invisible, that, that you might not see or feel yet, but you speak it out. You say, I am healed. I, I am healed, not because you're trying to move the hand of God. No, no, because you know it's been given to me. It's a spiritual truth. It is real. And you're just calling things that you do not see yet so that they can come into the physical realm and that the manifestation can be there evident to all. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. What we say is so important. The word of God says that in Proverbs 18, 21, that life and death are in the power of the tongue. You know, you could say healing and sickness are in the power of the tongue. Or you could say manifestation of the healing or the not manifestation of the healing are in the power of the tongue. You see, what we say, that's how God does everything he, he, he does he, 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 with his word. And so we have the same power in our mouth. And by our word, we can declare the truth or by our word, we can cancel the truth. And so we choose. You know, it's so important. 
If you truly believe that you have received your healing out of the abundance of your heart, you believe, therefore speak and speak the truth. Don't speak what you feel. Don't speak what you see. Speak the truth. Speak what God says about you. He says you are healed. Hallelujah. Because that's what it is. That's the truth. Glory to God. You know, I remember in Luke chapter 120, there was a man of God who knew the word, who had heard about uh, Sarah and Abraham having a child in their old age. But you know, when the angel Gabriel appeared to him and says, oh, your wife Elizabeth will bear a son. And what did he say? He said, ah, that's not possible. That's not possible. My wife and I, we are too old. You know what the angel Gabriel had to do? He had to shut his mouth for nine months. You know why? Because in his mouth was the potential to stop the miracle from coming to pass. And God had to close his mouth for nine months. And so, you know what I mean? It's like it is so important for us to keep our line. We believe, therefore we say. What do we say? We say what we believe. We don't say what we see. We don't say what we feel. We must say what we believe. And if you truly believe that you have received your healing, then say so. Say, I have received my healing. I am healed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, that that is what I had to do when I was diagnosed with bone cancer. You know, all every day, I believed I had received my healing, so that's what I said. I didn't speak my symptoms, even yet I still had symptoms in my body. Even yet the doctor still said there is a tumor in your body. I didn't speak the, 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 what the people said. I didn't speak what my body tried to tell me. No, I spoke what my heart said. I spoke what the Word of God said. I spoke my faith because I believe I had received, and if I believe, therefore I speak. I speak speak what I believe. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? Oh, God is good. Hallelujah. And so you know what that means? That means that our healing might be a process. That's why in Mark eleven twenty four. you notice Jesus says, whatever things you ask when you pray, you must believe that you receive it now. Receive it what you ask when you pray and you will or you will have it. You know what that means? That from the time you pray and you believe that you received it until the time you shall have it, there might be a little lapse of time. There might be a little time. That's what the word says in Hebrews 6, 12. It says, with faith and patience. With faith and patience, you will inherit the promises. You know what that show us? That our faith must be accompanied. It must have also patience to carry it through. From the time you believe you received it until the time you have it and you see the full manifestation, you're going to need to have faith and patience to labor, to stay into the rest, knowing that you've already got it, knowing that it's just a matter of time until you see the full manifestation. You know, let me show you something in the Word. In Ma Matthew 21, in Matthew chapter 21, it is the passage when Jesus cursed the fig tree. Amen. And in Matthew chapter 21, we find that here in verse... Um, let me see, 18. He says, now in the morning, as he returned to the city, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the road, he came to it 
and found nothing on it but leaves. And he said to it, let no fruit grow on you ever again. And immediately the fig tree withered away. When you hear that, it gives you that impression that Jesus spoke to the tree and ta-da, immediately the fig tree was dead, completely dried out, root, trunk, and leaves. But let's look at the same story through the eyes of Mark. That's the reason why when I study my Bible, I'd like to compare stories from one gospel to the next because you can see different details that one disciple might have put that the other didn't. Here in Mark chapter 11, the same story through the eyes of Mark. In verse, um, in verse uh, 12 of Mark 11, it says, Now the next day, when they had come out of Beth from Bethany, he was hungry, and seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. And verse 14, in response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. You see, Jesus spoke to the tree. The disciples heard him. But apparently they're not saying anything, right? Verse 15, so they came to Jerusalem. Then Jesus went into the temple, began to drive out those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the table, so on and so forth. Uh, and so we see that then they spend the whole day in Jerusalem. In verse 19, he says, when evening had come, he went out of the city. And then verse 20, now in the morning. So you see now that's 24 hours later from the time he first passed by the fig tree and cursed it. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter then remembering said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. Did you notice here that uh, only 24 hours later when they passed by the fig tree, the disciple noticed it was withered away. That, is there a contradiction between the two stories? Jesus spoke to, to it, immediately the fig tree withered away, or is it 24 hours later that it withered away? Well, you know what? There is no contradiction because you know really what happened. Jesus spoke to it. And immediately the fig tree withered away from the roots. And 24 hours later, the manifestation, it showed on the outside, if you will. It's the, 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 the drying process or the death process started from the roots. And it's only 24 hours later that it could be seen on the outside, that the disciple could see that that tree was totally dead. You know what I'm sharing this story with you? Because when you pray and you believe that you received your healing, what is happening really in the spirit or in your body? That healing anointing, that power of God is going into your body by your faith, it is uh, uh, attacking the root of your sickness. It's attacking where the sickness started. And it's starting to reverse. It's starting to undo what the sickness did in your body. It's starting the reverse of the sickness. And there is a healing process that is starting in your body. You know, this is, and, and, and it's 
a little later that the manifestation will be uh, uh, evident in your body. You will start seeing it and feeling it. Amen. And, and, and how long will it be? I don't know. It might be a few seconds. It might be a few minutes, few hours, a few days, a few weeks, a few months. I don't know. But this is what Jesus says. When you pray, you must believe that you received it, that you received that, that the healing anointing in your body, that you received your healing and you shall have it, meaning that uh, uh, the healing process is working your body until the full manifestation is evident and you can see it and feel it. This is what happened to my, in my body, you know, when I was diagnosed with bone cancer and what happened, I went to the doctor, she did a set of MRI on my body and she did a, a, a bone scan and a CAT scan and they saw a huge tumor on my hip and on the bottom of my, of my spine. And so what the doctor told me, the, Mrs. Mag, there is can this is cancer. And so she sent me to a, a cancer specialist. And that cancer specialist looked at that, uh, uh, those exams, those MRI, and MRI, CAT scan, bone scan, and said, you know what? She said, I think I want to do my own set of exams. She said, um, so she sent me again in her, um, in her clinic to do the same thing, bone scan, CAT scan, MRI, so on and so forth. And then that afternoon, she looked at the, the scan and the bone scan, and she noticed that the tumor was a little smaller. In just a few days' time, that tumor had shrunk a little bit. So she said, wait a second. She said, I tell you what, we're either going to do surgery on you or because it seems something is happening in your body and I don't know what it is. And she said, you choose, I'm going to give you, you make the choice whether to have surgery and deal with it right now or you come back in two months and see what's happening. And the, so that's what I opted for. Amen. I said, I wanted, I, I didn't want to have surgery. I said, I believe I have received my healing and I want to have enough time for the manifestation to be evident to everybody. Hallelujah. And so, Two months later, I came back, and they did the same exam, MRI, CAT scan, bone scan, and then they noticed the tumor was a little smaller. It had shrunk a little more. So they told me to come back three months later. The same thing. The tumor had shrunk a little more. They told me to come back two and a half months later. The same thing. Now the tumor was totally gone. You see what happened? Through medical technology, uh, we were able to see what the power of God was doing in my body. It was attacking the the root of the tumor and shrinking it, shrinking it, reversing that sickness process. It, there was a healing that, a process going on in my body by the anointing and the power of God. And it took eight and a half months without any chemotherapy, radiation, or any medical treatment, not even a pill, only the gospel. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. And you know, this is what is so awesome. Now, I don't need to do bone scan CAT scan and any kind of scan to know that the power of God is working in my body when I pray. 
Now it's like I know that I know. If I pray and I release that anointing in my body, glory to God, that healing anointing is attacking the root of the problem and the sickness and reversing it and working a healing. Hallelujah. And so that's what we have to believe. That's why Jesus said, when you pray, believe that you receive it and you shall have it. How long? I don't know. But you know what? You've got to be willing to believe that you received it. And no matter how long it takes, you enter, you labor to stay in the rest of God, knowing that you've already got it. When the devil tries to get you to pick back up the work, to try to get you to try to obtain something that God has already given you, try to get you to go back on the treadmill of works and your own efforts and your own, you know, uh, ability. No, 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 no. You stay in the rest that whole time and you are willing to stand until the full manifestation. Glory to God. Amen. And if it means for you to go to the doctor and that's where your faith is and to, uh, uh, to, to believe that you are healed uh, through uh, 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 what the doctor will do, hallelujah, let it be. Join your faith with it. But you, by your faith, by faith and patience, Glory to God, you receive, the, you, 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 you inherit the promises. Glory to God. So you see, healing, sometimes there is a process happening in your body. Sometimes it's really, really, really fast, almost seems instantaneous, but sometimes it takes a little long, longer. But you have to be willing to know and believe that you receive it. Glory to God. And you shall have it. Not maybe, not might. You shall have it. That is the promise of God. And God is not a man that he should lie. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you. You see, there was a woman. She had a huge tumor on her face. And I remember a man that I know prayed for her. And he, he, he told her exactly, you know, the same thing. And he told her, he said, sister, uh, that, that very day, I'm laying hands on you and I'm praying for you. Amen. And the power of God is going to go in your body, heal your body, reverse the sickness. And you must believe that you receive it and you shall have it. And so he, he, he prayed for that lady and he told her every time you see your face in the mirror and every time the devil is telling you it's not working, you're not healed. Then you say, no, no, no. You look at yourself in the mirror and you say, no, no, I've received healing power in my body. I have received uh, the healing anointing and it's working a healing and a cure in my body. I am healed. I've received that healing. Amen. And so on such and such a day, on such and such a time, I received my healing. You see, I'm not trying to get it. I've got it. Hallelujah. And so that woman did that the first day the second day, the third day. And you see, that tumor was still staring her in the face. It was still there, unmovable. Amen. But three, four, five. On the tenth day, she every time she saw it, she said, oh, on such and such a day, on such and such a time, I received a healing anointing and it's working healing in my body. The sickness is dead. It's going out of my body. And I thank you, God, that I am healed. I thank you, God, that I'm healed. And you know, on the 10th day, she was on the floor, mopping her floor. And all of a sudden, plump, something fell. And she just picked it up, rushed to the bathroom, look at herself in the mirror. And you know what she saw? She saw a brand new baby scan on her face. Hallelujah. And she looked at that tumor. You know, she put it in a little jar to show everybody what God had done. 
Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to uh, stir up your faith. Believe that it is the will of God for you to be healed. And make that faith connection right there where you understand that healing has already been given to us. God has already granted that healing to us. So make that faith connection right there and believe that you receive it. Amen. And you shall have it. So let, if I, if, you, if, if I could, I'd like to pray for you right now. Take your hand, put it on the part of your body that is hurting, and let us release our faith, and let us declare in the name of Jesus that that, that sickness is cursed in the name of Jesus. I command that cancer or that sickness to die in the name of Jesus right now. Under the sound of my voice, I call that sickness dead. And I thank you that the healing anointing is being released right now. Attacking the root of the sickness. Undoing what the sickness has done. Repairing the damage. Repairing the tissue. Repairing the body. And the pain is gone in Jesus' name right now. And Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that that healing anointing is working healing and a cure in her body right now as she receive receive that anointing receive that healing and you shall have the manifestation in Jesus Jesus name so now I want to encourage you if you believe that you have received your healing right now do what you could not do before do what the devil say you could not do why because you received healing and if you received the healing that means you're not sick anymore and if you're not sick anymore it means that you can do what you cannot do you cannot do before hallelujah oh glory to god remember let your faith express itself you believe you received so let your faith let what you believe express itself glory to god with joy with thanksgiving with praise and with action do what you couldn't do hallelujah and enter into the rest knowing that it is done knowing that it is accomplished and how hallelujah with faith and patience you will see the manifestation you will see the end of your healing in the mighty name of jesus may god bless you and please i want to encourage you to go on our website www.gotelministry.org and go and tell us what god has done for you amen For more information on GoTel Ministry, our teaching, our itinerary, and to discover the many testimonies of those who have been touched and healed by the power of God, you may visit our website at www.gotelministry.org. And remember that Jesus came to give you life and life in abundance.